One of the things that church people struggle with is that they don't realize that um, they is me. And so what will happen is uh, a lot of times you'll leave church and you'll say, um, you know what, they really need to get a better children's program. Why don't you get on that? Like, what, when we say they, it's a them problem, but whenever we are doing something that's good, it's we. And I think we run into this problem sometimes when we talk about evil. When we talk about the, the world is evil. And it's because we're in it. Because there's a part of me that's not holy. There's a big part of me that's not holy. And there's a part of you that's not holy. And that the line between good and evil runs right down the middle of all of us. It's not an out there and in here. The world's doing bad things. And so is the church. And Jesus knew that full well. He knew that very well. And he came and redeemed us anyway. He came and saved us anyway. And so I'm going to say some things today that may make you think, oh, I'm a horrible person. And that's true. You are. But what I, what I want you to hear up front is that you are a redeemed and forgiven person. Is that God has planted you as good seed in this world. And that you are more and more looking like God as you grow old, as you mature. Looking like Jesus, I should say. As you grow old and as you mature. And I don't want you to be discouraged by the fact that there's a part of you that isn't all that good. Jesus tells a story in Matthew chapter 13 about kingdom. And when he says kingdom, uh, you're gonna, if, you, if you're reading all the parables, you're going to read some parables in Matthew and you're going to read some parables in Luke. And in uh, the parables in Matthew, he's going to say kingdom of heaven. And the parables in Luke, he's going to say kingdom of God. Uh, those are synonymous with each other. It just means kingdom of heaven, kingdom of God just means when God rules. That's it. When God's the king, here's what it looks like. Uh, sometimes when it's talking about the kingdom of heaven, it's talking about end time kingdom of heaven. And sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's talking about now kingdom of heaven. What does it look like if God were to rule this area right now? What would that look like? And this story has a bit of both. Matthew chapter 13, starting in verse 24, says, Jesus told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while everyone was sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away. That guy is a jerk. When the wheat sprouted and formed heads, then the weeds also appeared. The owner's servants came to him and said, Sir, didn't you sow good seed in your field? Where did the weeds come from? An enemy did this, he replied. 
The servants asked him, do you want us to go and pull them up? No, he answered, because while you are pulling the weeds, you may uproot the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. At that time, I will tell the harvesters, first collect the weeds and tie them in bundles to be burned. Then gather the wheat and bring it into my barn. Look, a real simple story about how, uh, you know, most of the, like last week was a story about just something that happened. You lost the sheep, you lost the coin. Your son goes away from home and has trouble when there's a famine. Okay, that, that's stuff that happens. This story actually has an, an, an antagonist. An antagonist. That's hard. This story has an antagonist. And the antagonist is the bad guy, the enemy. He's sowing seeds of weeds into the world so that the crop doesn't grow as well. When you have weeds in your garden, and I don't know this very well, look it up. I googled this. When you have weeds in your garden, the weeds will take away from the nutrients of the other plants. Like they, 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 you don't want the weeds getting the good things that your plants need. You want to pull up the weeds. But here he says, hey, wait a second. If we pull up all these weeds, we might also pull up all of the grain, all of the wheat. And the, the disciples were obviously, sometimes Jesus told stories like this and they would, uh, they would all nod their head and like look at the, the Pharisees and the followers and say, yes, you hear that. And then they would go back into a, into a room and say, okay, uh, just real quick, just so all of the other disciples understand. I mean, I get it, but all, just so all the other disciples understand, could you explain this to us? And they did this just, this, if you skip down to verse 36, then he left the crowd and went into the house. His disciples came to him and said, explain to us the parable of the weeds in the field. He answered, The one who sowed the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world, and the good seed stands for the people of the kingdom. The weeds are the people of the evil one, and the enemy who sows them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, and the harvesters are angels. I'm sorry, I, there we go. As the weeds are pulled and burned in the fire, so it will be in the end of the age. The Son of Man will send out His angels, and they will weed out His kingdom, everything that causes sin and all who do evil. They will throw them into the blazing furnace, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Weeping and gnashing of teeth has always been understood to be like, like pain, but gnashing of teeth in uh, first century literature and, and uh, beyond and in front of it, uh, before it, just meant anger. So there would be sadness and anger in, um, in the fire. Sadness and anger in the fire. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. Whoever has ears, let them hear. He says this is what the kingdom going to be like. There are going to be good people. And there are going to be evil people. And they are going to coexist. Until the end. That's how it's going to work. Now sometimes we can look around. And we can say. If there is a good God. Then why is there all this evil around us? Because. There's more than just a good God. There's evil. Jesus says it's the devil. Sowing seeds of. Of the. Of evil into the world. 
Now, the problem is, is back then, Jesus saw this clear line between what is good, who are the people who are following him, and what is evil, the people who weren't going to follow him and were going to operate under their own, um, what they were going to do, just do what they wanted. Now, the problem now, as opposed to then, is that Christianity is so popular now that you just sort of, it's just sort of something you do. And back then, if you wanted to be a Christian, that means you didn't get to buy and sell goods in the marketplace. It meant you could get killed in your local court. That you could be executed without, with, without, without even a trial. Being a Christian back then was dangerous. Being a Christian today is just sort of what you do. So the, 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 the parallel for the parable doesn't work across all time. Some people are weeds. And some people are wheat. If you are a person who produces and, and gives others good things, not just gifts, but when you're around people, you make them better, then at that point you are being wheat. You are giving people strength. But if you are a person who's Pulling other people down. If your presence made their day worse. You're a weed. Christianity is primarily about how we interact with the world and how we interact with each other. It is not an individual sport. We're doing this together. And if you are a weed and you're pulling people down, then there are serious consequences for that. Now, there are also real reasons why this happens. There's real reasons why we want to pull on other people. We want to make people less. Because we're not all that confident with ourselves. We're not self, we're, we, we lack self-confidence. We're not very self-aware. Children are shouting at the back of the church. That's normal, visitors. Yeah. But there are, but we, we see somebody who's not like us and we think, I just, I, I want to get them down. Because it's much easier to pull other people around us down than it is to do the work that makes us better. I can easily make other people worse. It's really hard to make me better. And so we're kind, our goal, if we look around and we think, well, I, I, want, I want them to be less, or I want them to be um, put in their place, we'll say. And so, church, I'm going to say some words. Gossip. Your gossip is killing the church. 
Now, I once had a lady tell me, well, it's not gossip if it's not true. Everyone who ever says things like that sounds like that. I'm just saying. She said, actually, it's not gossip if it's not true. Oh, no, she said, it's not gossip if it's true. It's not gossip if it's true. Liar. If it's false, that's called slander. That's a different sense. Actually, it's only gossip if it's true. Otherwise, you're just a lying jerk. If you're just making up stuff about people because that seems fun, then that's an awful thing to do. But gossip, gossip is when you take other people's truths, rob it from them, and share it. Now, don't raise your hand. Because that's hard, isn't it? Because a juicy nugget. Especially if it's like, oh, it's like they're, they, they did a thing. Oh, I know what they did. Do you know what they did? Oh, what they do. Do you know gossip takes a mouth and some ears? And both parts are sinning. That's not what God wants from us. And that's not just one of those sins that we sort of kind of go, oh, yeah, you know, gluttony, we love to eat, right? Move on. I once pretended like I was going to preach on gluttony on Potluck Sunday. I had a sermon title slide and everything. I was like, gluttony. Just kidding. (laughs) We don't talk about that sin here. Uh, That sort of evil is all around us and all within us. The sort, sorts of evil that pulls other people down. The evil that is hatred. The evil that is racism. The evil that is sexism. The evil that is, that is judgment. The evil that is gossip. The evil, it's all around us and it's all within us. And the, 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 um, the workers come to the master and they say... Do you want us to take care of the evil? That would be our response, right? We would look around and we would say, well, you people need, let's, let's take care of this. Let, come on, let's go. I'm going to start pulling up some weeds, kicking people out. Church planters, people who go and they, they, they plant their own church. They always have these wonderful ideas until... The people show up. And then you think, oh man. The problem with my first, that, that first church I was a part of wasn't the institution. It was the people. Because we're all bad. All of us. We all wrestle with something. We're all struggling. We're all fighting uh, temptation. We're all struggling. And what would be beautiful is if we could all grow together as we struggle. But the reality is, is where some of us are growing and some of us are pulling. Some of us are producing and some of us are taking. And 
church like that, life like that, and what, what can get us in trouble is we think we're one thing and we're the other. You think you're given, but you're taking. What would be beautiful is, is if we all recognize I, we're all broken. We're all really broken. We're all struggling. We're all really sinful. And we're doing it together under the grace of God. While growing together under the grace of God. We're all, we all will eventually be producing together under the grace of God. A lot of times what we find, the role we find ourselves in is these servants who go to God and say, hey, um, can we get rid of the evil? And God says, well, if you get rid of the evil, you're going to pull up the good with it. Have you noticed, and it might have happened during this particular season, can I just say that, could we like pass a law that makes election years just a year and not like a year and a half? Are you tired? I'm tired. I'll tell you what I'm tired of. It's not either candidate, although that could be argued too. You know what I'm tired of? I'm tired of good people turning evil while trying to fight evil. That wasn't an instrument. <laughs> I don't care what you say. I'm tired of I'm tired of good people turning evil while fighting evil. That happens. All the time. Have you ever, have you been scrolling through Facebook and then saw something of, oh my goodness, someone got hacked. They would never, oh, it was political. Never mind, that's what they would say. When we think we're fighting evil, a lot of times what happens is we turn evil in the process. We try to fight power with power, hate with hate. And we ruin ourselves trying to fix the world. You become often what you're fighting. Because we're very aware of the brokenness out there and not very aware of the brokenness in here. And what God says is you wait. Stay with the evil. The evil's going to be around you. But if you start trying to fix everything around you as if that is your job, you're going to become evil in the process. You're going to pull up your own roots. Root yourself in the kingdom of God and have some faith. Have some faith. You need faith right now. I would argue that you would need faith, and we have we have a very diverse church. We have a church that's going to vote for a bunch of different people. Um, Trump, Clinton, McMuffin, I forget his name, McMuffin. We have people who are going to vote for Johnson, Stein, they're going to write in General Patton. We have some people who are going to write in General Patton. I don't know that for a fact, but it's a good guess. 
Like we've got a lot of people who are voting a lot of different ways. But thinking it is your job to fix the brokenness of this world with laws and structures and let, let's just create a certain sort of set of things. God's going to handle the evil eventually. God will handle that. And God will handle you as you walk through the evil, as you wrestle with your own evil. God can handle it. And a lot of this fear that we feel right now is a lack of faith. It's in me. It's in you. And I don't want, I don't want you, sometimes I feel like I'm too high. I don't want you to feel like I'm like above you and like telling you what to do. Like I'm feeling it too. But I know that my fear is a lack of faith. And that God will handle evil. God will handle brokenness. God will, handle, God will redeem the world. It's not my job. One thing I do need to pay attention to is am I, I did it, uh, am I producing or am I pulling down? Because as a church, the problem with churches is not that they have a bunch of sinners in them. It's, it's that half of them sometimes don't think they're sinners. Am, as a church, am I a weed? Am I, am I part of the problem? We need to fight our evil as we pay attention to the evil of the world, too. This parable does not lay cleanly on our world. It would if our world saw Christianity as something that was illegal, something that was looked down upon, as something that was um, disrespectful. Now, you may think that because every Christian in Law and Order did it. Like, every single one. If you watch a Law and Order, that crime show, you see a Christian, they did it. Just turn it off. They did it. That it, It's always the Christian. But try to get elected to a public office without claiming some sort of Jesus in this country. It'd be hard to do. Christianity is still a vibrant and popular thing. But if it was unpopular and, and judged and mistreated, maybe this parable would lay right on top of us. But right now it runs right down the middle of us. It's a hard parable to hear. Because we are, we are called to produce. If you're pulling people down, you're part of the problem. And not only are you a part of the problem, but the problem will be taken care of. And God is adamant about that. So there may be times that you're weeds and there may be times that you're wheat. There may be times that you gossip and there may be times that you refrain. Uh, real quick though, gossip. Refraining from gossip is refraining from hearing gossip, not refraining from telling it. That's the first step. Giving it a place to thrive is, um, is, is where you, 
experience problems. You got to cut it off. You guys, that's not my truth to hear. I'm sorry. You might lose friends over that. And I'm serious about this. You could lose your soul over it, too. Being detrimental to the kingdom of God, being a weed, does not work out for the weed. Being weak, we say, whatever is good, whatever is holy. We think about these things. We talk about those things. You know, the, the world is evil. And so are we. The world needs Jesus. And so do we. The world is afraid. But we have faith. We have faith. That God can handle it. Not just that God can handle it. God, that God will handle it. Faith is not believing that God can part the waters. Faith is walking through the waters once he does. Believing that he'll keep the waters parted until I get to the other side. That when he says the evil around you will be handled, it will be handled. And my life might not be perfect for you, but God will handle it. God can handle it. He can handle it in you, and he can handle it around you. But I would argue that you need to start working on him handling it in you before you start paying attention to how he's handling it around you. We are all part wheat and part weed. And we are called to lean on the one who redeemed us. In all of those moments of good and bad. We're both. I, you know, I don't want to paint with a broad brush. I'm both. And it's my guess that you are too. And that you could maybe pay attention just like I could. I could pay a little more attention to the times when I'm pulling others down and the times when I'm producing and lifting others up. And if you paid just a little more attention to those, perhaps you would start doing one more than you do the other. That you'd start lifting other people up. Because as we talked about in Bible class this morning, Christianity is not about... and Christianity is not an individual sport but it's something we're all doing together in this team we call church, in this team we call kingdom, on this place, in this place we call the world. So, so let Jesus change you this week. If you're weeds, then you need to be weak. And if you're Growing, let him keep you growing. 
Let him produce something wonderful in you. You're afraid. And you need faith and prayers. And we will pray with you. If you don't have any faith and you want to proclaim your faith to the church and to the world, if you want to switch teams from the weeds to the wheat, you want to be justified and unified with justified by and unified with Jesus through his death, burial, and resurrection. And today's the day. Because, and you don't hear me say this a lot because this drum has been beaten quite thoroughly by our tradition. Judgment will come. It will. And we are called to represent God in this world. And we can't do that as weeds. We can't do that by pulling other people down. We can't do that by being fearful people, or even worse, fear mongers. Be a faithful person who produces and lifts others up. If that's who you want to be, if that's who you want to follow this morning, Please come forward while we stand and sing. Restore my spirit, Lord, I need.